What is up, everybody? Joseph here from Rad Parenting with my co-host, Naya Bow, who's moving a little slow. I throw am. that out there. I am. I, it's kind of lovely, but yeah, I feel like I'm a little behind the pack. Yeah, and I can tell that my caffeine-fueled uh, <laughs> personality and energy scared you a little bit. It's a lot. Yeah. It <laughs> Just went, today. Usually, I'm like ready to yeah. I'm down to roll, but... Well, when, I, when, you, when you came into the studio, I like went to like hug you, and, and you almost Heisman'd me. You're like, put, you're like whoa, <laughs> slow it down there, buddy. And I and I and I this yeah and I was like I know that you went to Seattle because you and mm-hmm. I were trading emails back and forth for today's show. Um, I got to ask you, what did you do in Seattle? What yeah, was so the whole I actually plan? I flew into Seattle, okay, and then I went uh, and I was fortunate enough to be with a couple of dear friends uh, to, to for for the journey. But we went off the coast of Washington into the bush, essentially where there was no cell phone, anything coverage. And we did a four day retreat with a man named Michael Mead. Um, and if for any of you out there who don't know Michael's work, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal to read as an individual. It's phenomenal to read as a parent raising children. Um, and his, uh, one of his most recent books is called the genius myth, which is uh, really profound. So I was in four days of that and moving just slowly and deeply. And yeah, so today this is a bit of a Shock to the system. Culture shock. Yep. Rolling right back into rad parenting. Yes. Three cups of coffee. Yes, but I'm Let's ready. Let's do this. Let's do I'm it. I'm ready, and I'm, I'm excited about the topic and yeah. having having Maggie here, so I think it's going to be Before okay. Before we introduce Maggie, who is our guest, uh, I got to say, the Wayne Kramer show that we did mm, last week, mm-hmm. I've been getting texts all week long that just say, 65 and a toddler? Like, <laughs> just like people <laughs> hitting me up. 65 and a toddler. I love this guy. Awesome. Uh, not was, to go back on last week's show, but did you love Wayne? Uh, like I had no, as you know, I love it was kind of you. cool for me to come in and be like, you know, if you say that he's this guy, then I'm down. Kick out the jams, my, like that's wow. the guy. But yeah, and so everybody was. It was just so interesting to have everybody moving around the studio, going, "Hey, do you know? Do you realize who that? Is? These, yeah, this guy's a, guitar, a legend." Yeah. And um, and so it was really cool for Wayne and I to kind of just meet as human beings and to see what a wise soul. Um, I mean, yeah. what a yeah, what a what a just beautiful example of a human being and and, a and guy not giving back so yes, much. Yes, yes, and not a guy who's just had a smooth ride, yeah. you know, like, anyway, yeah. yeah. The, so. the, the best part about the interview, because uh, I, I listened back to it, and when he said, I said, well, you re- you know, you, how did you feel being a dad? You know, you're starting at 65, and, you know, and, he, and I loved when he says, I was kind of over being Wayne Kramer. Yeah. I was ready. <laughs> like, so good. I was just over yeah. answering those questions. I just want to be a dad yep. and sit with my son and mm-hmm. play Legos. Like I loved hearing yeah. that. Uh, that's the best part about doing this show. The best part about doing this show too is uh, I get to meet so many people uh, and turn you guys um, onto a Nay and I's friend. Uh, my guest today, uh, I'm just going to start right into it. First of all, uh, Maggie Baird, thank you so much for coming here. My pleasure. Thank you for having uh, me. Today's topic is something that we've found in our emails from the, our listeners of the show. We get so many different emails about how do I, what's the best schooling situation? Uh, what about college? We got an email, uh, a couple of them, and, and it was a topic that hit home and I was like, wow, I really want to do a show on it. Homeschooling. I know a lot of people right now. Are the, the they're view, turning, the, they're, they're, they're changing like, their podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to go to WTF. No, <laughs> yeah. no, home, no homeschooling. But, but the thing is, I'll just set it up with this. 
really quick with my family here in Los Angeles, I, I feel we could do a commercial for the education that our kids have done because we've done progressive. We've done the cat. We're right now. We're currently in the Catholic uh, go to college. Yeah. You, college prep, hardcore college prep for your daughter, uniforms. Yeah. Uh, and then my son's at a progressive school. Uh, we did homeschooling for about two and a half years. That's how we met Maggie. Uh, and th- all the situations that we've done, we did the charter school. We've done so many different things. And one of the things that I felt, and this is just something I want all our listeners to know, while we were doing this, there was this sense in my mind, because I'm a very organized person that like, oh my God, we're blowing it. We're doing too many different things. And that's not the case. I feel that it's great to experiment and learn with so many different things, which led us on the path of when we were homeschooling. Um, it was such a great, it was such a great experience. And ultimately both our kids decided they were like, dad, we want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. That's how my daughter ended up going to the college prep school and my son going back to the school that he goes to. Mm-hmm. So with Maggie being here today, I, and Anae and I talked about this for all our listeners right now, like you just joked, Maggie, they changed the station because <laughs> there, I'm, I'll be honest, there is this weird uh, stereotype with homeschooling. I, just me growing up, it was always the kid that like he got caught with the scissors and he was chasing people. Now he's homeschooled. You remember that? You know, or like he yes. was he like there was they couldn't function in the traditional school system. So this is an alternative, mm. a forced alternative, if you will, as exactly. opposed to uh, parents really seeing this as a legitimate option. Legitimate in terms of like we can really make this work, and also I think legitimate in terms of, and we've talked about this before on shows we've where we've touched on education. That whole thing of like this is such a weighty topic. I feel like I'm supposed totally. to guide my kids toward their future and education's a key component. So, uh, oh, oh my gosh, like how, I'm, I'm just thinking private school or public school. Now there's homeschooling. That's a legit option. So I'm really excited for, to hear, you know, a, as a parent, but also for our listeners to hear your experience, Maggie, with making that decision and, and what, how, doing it the way that you've done it and how homeschooling can be this thing that actually opens you know, paths for our children instead of narrowing the options. So the journey begins with you. <laughs> You've got two kids who I, I'll tell you guys right now, I've met both of them. Amazing kids. So talented. I want to talk about their music. They're, I mean, you're going to be able to hear their music after this on their SoundCloud links and it's, it'll, it's just awesome. But let's talk about the journey, how it all came about your whole beginning. What made you want to do this? You know, when we when we started, Phineas was little. My son's Phineas. My daughter's Billy. And, and their ages now? Phineas is 19 now. Okay. And uh, Billy is 14 and a half. Okay. So when Phineas was little, you know, we did like a co-op nursery school. And, you know, at a co-op nursery school, you work your butt off, right? It's yeah. so much work. And my child, I was like the, that super involved parent, you know, like organizing all the crafts and doing all the stuff. And and my son didn't care about any of that. You know, he wanted to be in sandbox and have lunch. And, and I thought, wow, why are we spending so much time and effort on stuff that he doesn't even care about? And I know in school, I'm going to be that parent. I'm going to be that volunteer parent who's in all the classes and at the PTA and do that stuff. And I'm going to never see my kid because I'm going to be that parent. And if I'm going to spend that much effort, I'd really rather be with them, you know? And I also kind of thought my son was a little different. You know, I think there is a truth to the fact that there are a lot of homeschooled kids who maybe were a little different, but I think a lot of those kids are also still in school and it's not working out so well, you know? So I think what happens is a lot of sensitive parents go, you know what? My son or daughter's not really going to benefit from right. the not way. Going to thrive They're not going to thrive in this traditional thrive. setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're sensitive and they go like, let's look for another alternative, which is what we should all be doing as parents, whether that's 
progressive school or what it is. Right. So in our case, you know, we looked into homeschooling. And, when, you know, when we first started, um, you know, I think a lot of people do this. You imagine you're going to school at home. And, and there definitely are people who kind of do that. Um, so you kind of just imagine that you're going to be like, oh, two or three hours a day. We'll get all our schoolwork done and then we'll go to the zoo. And, and then when you get into the homeschool world, at least we did, um, because there, there are as many ways to homeschool as there are to parent. But when we did, we found that, like, you know, the whole concept of traditional school is a, um, it came about from a series of, of things that happened in society that were not aimed at creating individuals who thrived to their fullest potential. It was aimed at, you know, creating a massive... An obedient workforce. An obedient workforce. That was the point of school. Yes. And so when you start to look at that, you start to question everything about school. You know, everything comes crashing down. You're like, well, what if we just did it totally differently? And so then we found this amazing community. We're lucky. We live in Los Angeles. There's so many homeschoolers here. And there's this vast community of people. And it was it was as if we were in a cooperative school that was all over the city. You know, so we go these park days and in the park That's days. That's where I met you at one of the park yeah, days with, with our son. Day. Yeah. It was amazing. Kids and, running around of yeah. all ages yeah. playing games. What and, I loved about it so much was the fact that your son at that point, I want to say he's probably like 14, yeah, maybe. playing with my son who was seven. And the just the community that was there and the older kids hanging out with the younger kids and it wasn't this separation. And and there was such a such a cool vibe. And then also, you know, a lot of the teenagers were like, I'm not going to run around on the gymnasium thing. I'm just going to hang out here with other kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or adults, you know. Exactly. Like, they can talk to adults. Yeah. You know, my kid yeah. was always that kid sitting on the table, like suddenly the adults would be in a conversation, he'd be chiming in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we So there was that 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 whole thing of socialization. There was so much of it there. Yeah. Well and that you know, yeah, I talked about this you know a little bit bit socialization. There there's two words that you always hear when you're a homeschooler. Socialization, which in general people really mean socializing. They're like, how do they socialize? Because socialization really means how do they follow the rules of society, mm-hmm. right? Well, how do they follow the rules of society? We take them to the theater. We take them to the concerts. We, you know, you learn, you wait. How, how much, how much training do you need to know to how to wait in line? Right. It's really not that hard to learn. <laughs> you know, people, somebody actually asked me once, ah, oh, dead serious. She said, but what if after all this, they have to get a really boring job in an office? How are they going to be able to handle that? I was like, well, first of all, not super high on my list of goals for them. Right. But second of all, I think they'll figure that out. You know, and I, like, I don't think you need 18 years of practice <laughs> to, like, take a boring To job. know that a job sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not enjoying this. I figured Maybe that I'll out right on. away. Yeah. Not, not only that, but I think that when we talk about, like, if people, if we really stop and think about that idea of, like, you know, finding finding our path or being able to be faced with multiple paths and making a curious, exploratory decision about which path is right for me. Do I want to do that or not? When you have been socialized, when you've been programmed, I like the word programmed, after being in traditional a traditional school setting, for example, for 12 or 13 years, you've only been shown a very limited number of paths to try to navigate. Absolutely. So I would guess that homeschooling or anything that is not limited to two or three ways of doing something actually builds those internal muscles where a human being knows that they actually can try to navigate multiple
multiple different paths and find the one that's best suited to who they are. For sure. Absolutely. And of course, everything is subject to the kind of parent you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's for everybody. And, and you know, in our case, we didn't follow a curriculum. You know, we didn't do a school at home kind of life. We did a, a world schooling or an unschooling kind of life where we sort of, you know, we just were very, very present with our kids and therefore, and we were strewing stuff in front of them like, hey, you know, let's let's go take a field trip to JPL. Let's try this science What's class. What's JPL? Uh, the jet, the in Altadena, the jet propulsion, uh, jet propulsion laboratory. laboratory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which okay. we're lucky in LA, we have things like that and Caltech and right. Disney Hall. You know, we mm-hmm. have so much here. So we just took advantage of the city and in the social aspect, because we had this big group of people, you know, organizing field trips and classes and we go to Riley's farm and learn about you know colonial how how to act, you know. There were just so many things available. Mm-hmm. So so they had everything sort of strewn for them, and they could pick and choose. And, you know, they went through, they're, they're musicians, but when they were younger, you know, Phineas was really interested in science for a while. So we really explored that. And, you know, Billy was really into gymnastics and, she, you know, and really into art. And so it gave us more time to, like, really indulge their passions, mm-hmm. really, and just let them fully explore those. And, you know, a lot of other learning concepts come up along the way because you're with them. You know, there's a full moon. I just remember my husband, like, there was a full moon, and suddenly we were in the middle of this very organic, you know, lesson about, you know, he had The a lunar model. cycle. Yeah, and, everything, yeah. you know, because you're with them a lot, and you're yeah. observant, you know. And the same with your friends, you know, your friends got have all these skills, and you team up, and so socially, they're incredibly busy. So many friends had so, almost too many opportunities for social activities. Yeah, you know? uh, the, the, the th- one thing I got to say is, because for a listener right now, I, I always like to because to, my brain starts thinking, you know, someone's listening to this right now, and they're like, okay, that must be great, you know, for you to be able to drop into that. And, I, and I've heard parents say this, and it always, it always tripped me out a little bit. Um, they'd say, oh, God, I could never spend that much time with my kids. I need them to be at school. Uh, and it, it almost, almost kind of like, like a negative aspect of the, the, I would say, gosh, I mean, you've dedicated your life to this. Um, how about for the parent that's listening that I assume your husband was working, you were doing this, but well, I we also both know work. you're both working. We, we both, we so, yeah. So my question is actors. for someone, for someone that would be listening right now going, wow, I really want to do this, but my husband and I both are working and we're not happy with the current edu- system or the, the school that my son or daughter's at. Can they find a homeschooling way? Uh, is there a way to make it work in a family like that? Well, A, first of all, I want to address the idea of, like, not wanting to be with your kids all day. Because people say that. People say that, yeah. and, and I get it, but I'm going to tell you. My wife used to get, like, people say to her, like, oh, they would, I remember we were at a barbecue one time, and, and, and we got stink eye from some mothers. <laughs> you know, they gave us full stink eye, like, yeah. oh, wow, like, so you, you, you're, I could never, I mean, the woman basically said, I could never do that. Yeah. And it, and it was her way of saying, like, I only got so much time with my kids that mm-hmm. I can deal with. And, mm-hmm. I, and I can respect that, you know, I But get here's it. the thing. When your kids are in school. Yeah. You get the worst of your kids. You get the hour and a half before school, which sucks. Yep. So true. So stressful. So horrendous. Everyone's exhausted. It's way too flipping early. I don't know why. Number one, I never do school because I can't get up that early. And my kid, no no one in our family can get up that early. But you're starting your day with this horrible Mm -hmm. hour and a half, and you're finishing your day after school. They're miserable. They're tired. There's homework. They've got to be rushed to this class. You get the worst of your kids. When you homeschool, you 
you still get some of those times, but you also get the best of your kids. You get that relaxed time when you're just lying around talking about something that they're suddenly interested in talking to you about. And you know what? If that conversation happens at one in the morning, hey, that's okay because they don't have to get up for school the next day. You get this You know, like, I feel like I've been so fortunate. I mean, it's a gift that we have given ourselves to have so much incredible time with our children. I mean, it almost makes me want to cry because it goes by fast, you know? Mm. Dude, it goes so fast. (laughs) I just called you dude. I apologize. (laughs) That means they were connecting. Sorry. No, I I just, Maggie, you're so right. It, (laughs) It does go so fast. Well, and I, I think I think what came up for me as I'm listening to you is is because this is something that's really important to me, and I've spoken about it on this program. Is that I I think that sometimes when we become parents, between the jobs that we have to do and the parenting that we have to do, we lose ourselves. And I think that it's an important example to set that we, you know, my in my house we call it me time. You know, that you you go do you for a little while, just you spend time with yourself, and I'm going to go do the same. I could see that it might be more difficult, maybe, that would be my first inclination, that when you are in this setting where you're with your kids all day and and you're kind of like steering the ship without teachers being involved or them going out of the house for six hours a day, that where, how did you make time for you? All right. Well, first of all, probably I didn't for several years, but I waited a long time to be a parent. Didn't take me sixty-five years like he did. But <laughs> like yeah. I was an older mom, and I was really excited to be a mom, mm-hmm. and I, I loved all those moments. And in fact, I really found, to be totally honest, when my kids were young, that the most relaxing time I had, the me time, was when I put everything else aside and was just with them. Because mm. I think one of the big stresses of parents is that we're trying to do so many things at one time. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, we're stressed because we're trying to play Legos with our kid, but we're also making dinner and we're trying to do trying this. Trying to make the mortgage. Trying to yeah. make money. And that's stressful. The moments you give into it are really super pleasurable. You know, and it did take me a while to find ways to go exercise, etc. But, you know, you develop a community. And so they're not at school, but they're at Mara's house, you know, and mm-hmm. her kids are here. And you develop this trading off with friends. Honestly, God, we never had a babysitter because wow. we had such a community of friends. It Beautiful. was just friends or friends. Yeah. And as far as the financial aspect and the working aspect, you know, like I've heard it criticized like a homeschooling is for people who are rich. That is such BS. I know so many homeschoolers who are just making it work by by making choices. Everything we do in life is a choice. Mm-hmm. So maybe you cannot have two full-time working parents. Right. Maybe you're doing one is doing part-time and one is doing part-time or one is full-time and one is part-time and it's when they're asleep. Or maybe you're trading off with someone else. And I do know actually some successful homeschoolers who had a, a, a nanny who took them to th- Things and then the parents were super involved on the weekends. And there are homeschool resource centers, although uh, they can be amazing, but they should not, in my opinion, be treated like school. They shouldn't be like, I drop my kids off for three or four days a week because then you're just recreating school in another right. form. But, you know, there are a lot of resources, friends being number one, to find those moments and times. And, you know, maybe when your kids are little, you know, I don't think there's a parent in the world who feels like they get you know, all the relaxation sure. or whatever they need. That's just, that's just parenting yep. 101. Parent. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> like, I love what you just said right now. Real quick, rewind. It's all about making choices. 
I think that answered the question about whether you got you know cash, whether you don't got cash, wherever you are financially as a family, that it's about making choices. In a smaller can work. house, I love you live more I cheaply. That. And that's tough. For, that's tough to hear because people are like, "But I need this. I need the vacation." And you're like, "I don't know. Maybe you substitute the vacation because you are homeschooling." I got. I got. I'm going to go nuts and bolts right now, and go because I know I feel a listener out there right okay. now. Okay, you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. What about grades? I'm using that voice too. What about going to college? How's that? How's that happen? Well, and Miss I think Leo? specifically because I know right now when you said laying on the floor, did I interrupt you? I interrupted no, you. Did no, no, I'm, I'm just going to add to what you were saying. You Go for like, it, and I'll you know, like, chime like in. The I, I don't know why I'm using this voice. Laying on the floor, one a.m. <laughs> How are you going to go to college? I know our listeners sure don't we're sound like that. Somebody right <laughs> I'm now. Sorry, no, but hey, but, but you guys, you guys get what I'm saying. Is like, because that's the first thing. I, how sure. are you going to go to college? Yeah. How, okay, great. You're playing your music. You're doing everything. Okay, now your kid just got done. Thanks, mom and dad. I got homeschooled. Do, I want to go to college. <laughs> does, does that happen? Right. Yeah. Homeschooling community? for sure. Now. Okay, I'm gonna. The caveat is, my kids don't want to go to college. They're musicians. They're doing very well in the music business. Well, that's not every homeschooling no, kid. No, it's not. But the kids who have a college path because they want to be a profession. Let, let's be honest. College is is really unnecessary for a lot of things you want to do. And we've all been indoctrinated in that you have to go to college world too. But let's given the fact that I college go for the person listening right now, college I, who is necessary yeah. for their career choice, and they all want right. to absolutely. Well, that's Can all. Homeschooling do that. Absolutely. Okay. But that, you know, there are different families who found that path. They may have homeschooled almost exactly the same way we have up until a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what colleges look for? Individuals who have something to offer. They don't care as much about SAT scores. They care about the interesting things you've done. I mean, I'm, you know, you, getting into college now, you can be the most brilliant kid who went to the best prep school, mm-hmm. has done everything on the planet, can't get into the college because there's in. too many of you. Yeah. So home too many overachievers. There are too many. And it's what about the, <laughs> I, I, I got to say this the other day I met a kid at my daughter's school and, and I go, she like, yeah, I got my grade point. Out. I'm like, what's your grade point? I was like 4.5. I'm like, what? Like it stopped. Remember at when four, four point, 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 that used to be all you could get. Yeah. yeah. And that was nowhere near I, the thing that I, I got. And I know, you know, this family, I'm not going to call them out on the air, but their son, cause I know how you go to the college with homeschooling, but their son did this. This is, this is what he did. He homeschooled his whole life. Great kid. And then, um, did, took the SAT, mm-hmm. and, and I think he did that 17, and then he started going to community college before he was even 18, wow. got all that done, and then now is talking about transferring. Very but a, common. But Very on a common. practical level, because you're, so the way that you said you did it, you didn't work with a s- specific tr- uh, curriculum, and yeah. I'm, you know, my head immediately went to, okay, so as much as we want to be like, when am I ever going to use algebra? Well, to write the SATs, you probably got to yeah. know a little basic algebra, so how, you know, my my thing as a parent is that I feel like it's important that we keep as many doors open as possible mm-hmm. for our children and, and giving them this. Here's the, here's the big thing is we think sometimes, oh, well, we want to keep you know lots of choices open for our kids. And we're really not doing that because we've so programmed them to say, this is the script you need to follow. This is what you need to do. The college you go to is going to define who you are in the world and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, let's not say, I, I don't want to misspeak here. But at the same time, how do you keep those options open? So if one of your kids, although, you know, you're a a, a very artistic, talented family, how would you have, how does a parent keep those options open by saying, okay, looks like Billy's probably going to be super musical, but just in case she ultimately wants to have to, she has to write an SAT or something to get into a college to explore that path. 
how is she going to have those skills if we're not following a traditional curriculum? All right. Well, I would disagree that we have to keep every option option open okay. because I don't think kids Not are, every, but... Yeah. I mean, I think kids are just like human beings of all kinds, right? Mm-hmm. If you decided tomorrow mm-hmm. that you were interested in a career that you had never done anything about it, mm-hmm. you would go find out what the prerequisites for that were, mm-hmm. start with those. You mm-hmm. know, it's exactly the same with kids. So if my kid came to me tomorrow and said, hey, I've changed my mind, not interested in my music career, really want to be an anthropologist, right. I'd be like, all right, let's find out what an anthropologist needs to f- know. Right. And let's find out what the colleges are. That's, do, do you need a college degree, first of all, for that career? What colleges specialize in that? Let's find out what they want you to know to get into that college. Mm-hmm. Do they require the SAT? Some colleges don't. don't right. I would start just like anything, yes. find out what the needs are, and you can do that at any point in your life. There is no reason right. in the world college has to begin at 18, yeah. first of all. Absolutely. Gap year is one of the greatest things that ever happened to a lot of kids. Agreed. So, but at any point, and you know what it doesn't take to pass the SAT is school from age 5 to 18, sitting at a desk, learning a lot of stuff about a lot of things you don't even remember by yep. that age. Yep. It doesn't take Excellent that. Excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. You have I a goal, you yeah. can achieve it. Just focus on that goal. And if you're just trying to be a well-rounded person, you know, stay a well-rounded person if that's your deal. Yeah. And if that doesn't become your goal until you're 30, hey, I don't think I know enough about religious history. Go learn it. That's right. You know? That's right. I no, always, that's yeah. an excellent point. We make a joke in here all the time. I wish I could replace all of the knowledge about the Ramones. <laughs> Like, I know everything about the Ramones. I, I, I should have a PhD in the Ramones. <laughs> like, I literally should speak on panels. About, I don't, I don't I, But I wish I could replace all that information with the great history classes I took at Santa Clara University. Because right. all I did at Santa Clara University was go in, uh, uh, take in tons of information, and then regurgitate it onto a test. Yes. And forget and, it. And I forget it. And yeah. I feel so bad because, you know, those teachers were so great, but it wasn't what I was into at all at that yeah. point. All I cared about was touring with my band and and, and recording and learning about that. And, and I, you know, thank God later on, I focused on that. But I, I but what people you just say, said is so true. It's, people say I, things like, you know, well, aren't you worried they're going to have gaps in their education? Oh, I know they're going to have gaps in their education. I was a 4.0 student, which happened to be all you could be at the time. Um, I have gaps in my education, enormous gaps. There is no education in the world that doesn't have gaps. And if you're at a super serious prep school and you're getting a 4.5, whatever, and you're doing three hours of homework, guess what? You have gaps in your education too. Probably you don't know anything about mindfulness or nonviolent communication or, you know, gardening. You know what I mean? There's a whole world out there and it doesn't begin and end with with what they teach in school. Absolutely. No, no, I, I think that that's such right a now. great. I'm inspired. Well, so this is, and I was going to say that. I a gap, that, I think. I, I got to get out of this gap. <laughs> I need a gap here, honey. I need a gap here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think that, I think that what you're saying, and I really love this, is that um, it seems to me that sort of as an organic aspect of homeschooling, they are presented with this way of growing and learning in the world as, as an on, it's, it's unfolding as you're doing it, as opposed to this prescribed path. Um, and, and which, and, and the former, the whole organic unfolding would also lend itself to, okay, so now I'm 40. I've decided this thing has crossed my path that I can't stop 
stop thinking about. And instead of having this this idea this that we program into kids with the traditional way of approaching education, well, my education's done. Like that was, you know, K to 12 and then five, four years or six years of college or whatever, as opposed to seeing education as something that is a constant and, you know, present ongoing part of our, of our life. Like as long as we're alive, we're growing and we're learning. Absolutely. Um, what, I, what I'm getting from this right now is, is the fact that everything that Maggie's talking about, it's, you've really brought to the table with your family that learning and education never stops. Never. Whereas I've always been, I was raised, not raised, it was just, yeah, it wasn't my parents, but more me going, I go to this school, then I go to high school and I go to yes. college and I'm the done. Script. And I think when <laughs> I just made that joke right now, like yeah. I need a gap year. I don't know if that's that a big of a joke. I think I would love, because I, I was so focused on just getting everything done. I know a lot of our listeners are the same way. Like, yeah, I get that. Like you go to high school, you go to college and then you go get a job. Like that was just what we had mm-hmm. offered to us. And how limiting, like how so limiting. limiting. Imagine like shutting that part of you down. And what you've taught you know, your kids. You're moving with, into yeah. adulthood. And what, you're also indoctrinated into this for a lot of schools and it's not every school. And of course there are great schools too and yeah. school can be great and people yeah. can come and go with school and whatever. But I remember taking a CPR course as an adult. <laughs> you know, you have to take a written test at some point. And I felt this feeling inside me like oh, I got a written test I gotta get an A yes. and like it was like a drug you know like I almost wanted to cheat on the test to get that A and I was like this is wrong but I had all those years of indoctrination into grades yep. and it wasn't about like what did you learn or did you enjoy it or did you get something about, out of it do you know how to do it do you even know CPR. how to do it I was willing to cheat <laughs> on my CPR yes. when the guys so land there by a. the pool you're like I cheated I don't know I, <laughs> I didn't really know CPR. that no, but I, I got cheated. 100% <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know CPR? Maggie does. I cheated. Okay. Does anyone else? Someone else. I didn't cheat, by the way. But I like I had the urge, you know. Like I, like how you just jumped he, in. I did not. Cheat. I did not cheat. But I, I wanted a hundred percent. I didn't want to miss one. No, you know. There is it's an all addiction the wrong to those goal. It's a wrong goal. Wow. Well, you know, and this I think just the other thing, and this is fresh in my mind because I was just in the bush with Michael Mead for four days. But is you know Michael talks extensively about this notion that every human being comes in with an inner he calls it genius or gift and that our job as parents our job as individuals our job as communities is to help that individual discover what that unique and he emphasized unique gift is so that that person can find it hone it and then share it with the world as a way of giving and the world gives back and Mm -hmm. I think what a beautiful thing like what if we approached our own lives and we approached parenting as my number one job is to support my child in discovering what his or her unique gift is and it runs the gamut it does not mean genius in the sense of like my kid's a genius it's not like that it's to have a genius to have this part of you that you came in with that is special it's the thing you're supposed to give to the world and I think that four days of talking about I had four God. days. Now I know why you are so chill. <laughs> Super chill. I did not have four days. Oh She's chill yet inspiring. I feel, like, I feel like the homeschooling, like what, what I hear you saying is that we create, there's space there for that that really important part of, of growing, you know, yeah. not gr- guiding human beings, yeah. let's yeah. say, as opposed to the traditional school system. Although I hear you also saying that for some kids, that may be the thing that hones their genius, that allows them to... It might be the right to, school at the right time. Like I know there was a girl who homeschooled for a year and she 
loved it. But then she she went to a particular school because she's really into interested in political science, and she needed a group, you know. And she found the right school, and she's really thriving. Yeah. But she still looks back at that year as like one of the great years yeah. of her life. A lot of people have that the two experience years that too. We, the two years that we did it, we we loved it. And and I, I can use a personal example uh, that my daughter said to me. I'll never forget it. Uh, we had we had finished homeschooling, and there was an opportunity for her uh, to drop into a charter. So we were like, you know what? Let's check it out. She went to the charter, and while she was at the charter, I felt her homeschooling kind of put her in a position where she was able to really grasp the information at this charter quickly, and and she was doing well on tests. And at a certain point, she came to me and said, Dad, I want to I want to go to this prep. Uh, college school. prep school, college mm-hmm. prep school here in Los Angeles, and I, I said to her straight up, "Hey, honey, that's crazy. You got to take a test to get in. I know you got to wear a uniform. I want to wear a uniform. You know, there's tests every Grades day. Grades are like and, deal you know, breakers. And she goes, you know what? Yeah, Dad, I like to compete. I like, yeah. I like, I like to compete. She could feel that she that was going to help had, her but thrive, but she knew she had a choice. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's the deal because I know lots of homeschoolers who have gone to high school. Some who've gone and be like, this is a waste of time. Uh, others who've gone like really enjoyed it. Yeah. And same with college. And I think the main difference is they're going knowing there's an alternative Mm -hmm. and if you're choosing it you can look at it in a different way you can be like oh grades are part of the requirement here and maybe this bs class Mm -hmm. too but i really want this so i'm willing to do it you're looking at it in a different way than a forced yes punishment there is no no choice (laughs) if there isn't more than one option that that happens to be presented did any of your kids ever during the course of their homeschooling. I know that your daughter's 14, so she's still in school and your son's, you know, 18, yeah. 19 years 19. old. Did they ever at a certain point go, mom, I want to go back to school. I want to, I did. Well, they never had been to school. So back, no, but my daughter, yeah, had a period where she was like, maybe I want to go to high school and uh, maybe this. And, you know, uh, we were kind of open to that idea. And then her, her music stuff really took off and that's not happening. But in in those conversations, we also tried to identify what is it that you want to go to school for. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a little different for the one girl I know who wanted to go to school because she wanted to study political science and she thought this particular school had the great program rather than a community college, which is what a lot of homeschoolers do. They just take community college classes when they're 14, 15-year-old because that system is amazing. Yeah. And then you're like an adult. You're going and taking what you need. Are you yeah. interested? I felt like that was the case even with the kids like that were younger that my son yeah. when we were homeschooling I loved the classes he was taking and the only thing I could compare it to because someone asked me once what's it like I go it's like he's going to college because he'd get up he had his photography class in the afternoon with a with a teacher that was an amazing photographer and he, and you know four kids in the class and then he had his math class and that was taught by another like a science guy that was a parent yeah. That, you know, took care of that. And and he had these classes and he'd go and, and then and he was done for the day. And then we did what we wanted to do. I just compared it to like, this reminds me when I was in college. You know, yeah. These four that's, cla- that's more what it's like. For yeah. Sure. That, so yeah. that's more what it's like now. Yeah. Well, so uh, w- what I would say is like, what is it you want to go to high school for? And if, if you want to go because you want a political science school, fine. My daughter really wanted a locker. <laughs> you know what I mean? She wanted to go to the dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, well, okay, let's talk about that. So this is what you'd have to do. And you'd have all these hours of this. Now you're in the Los Angeles Children's Chorus. 
that's going to be tough to squeeze in on top of this and this, and you've got this. When you kind of looked at it, she's like, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, it really but, wasn't what her goal but what was. A great, but what a great life lesson to be able to sit there and walk her through. Like, here's what it looks like to make a choice. Yeah, make a choice. And you know what? If your goal is to do this, let's find some other ways to do that. Sure. You know, and school stayed an option until, you know, we realized Let, it wasn't going to reach her bigger goal, which was music. Yeah, and I wanted, that's where I want to... And this because I not end it, but this is where I think a good segue into is all right. Let's talk about where Billy is right now, and let's talk about where your son is, uh, Phineas. Phineas, uh, like how has it turned out? Because it's like a full ride here. We've got yeah. the beginning, the middle. Here we go. Like, well, I mean, I think people are are always evolving, and so there's never a turning out. But at this point where we're at, you know, Phineas is 19. I want to say that Phineas was really turned on by this book, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers. When he was like 13, 14 years old, we read it in the book clubs that I led, and it changed. I mean, he wrote 10,000 hours over his door of his bedroom. And he set about to, you know, if you read that book as a parent, it can be terrifying. (laughs) I, I highly recommend it, but it's a little terrifying because you're like, oh, my God, every choice I'm making with my child is going to determine everything about them. But, you know, where we live, who we know, how you know, but what he got out of it is it takes 10,000 hours to have mastery over something, and he just set about to do it. And, you know, he learned how to produce his own music, and he produced his band, and he produced his sister, and he writes songs for himself and his band and, and everybody now. He's he's a working songwriter and an artist. And, um, and I, Can I jump in? Because you're, you're not even giving it justice. <laughs> okay. I am in the music business, and I've known your son, I don't know, five years. First of all, nicest dude in the world. Like, talks like, he's, he's like, you know, so mature, so great. But as a songwriter, let's just throw this out there. Here in Los Angeles, songwriters, publishing companies trying to sign him right now as we speak. Um, and your daughter um, getting ready to make a record, uh, and he's producing it. They're touring. So it's not like I want people to know. It's not like, oh, yeah, cool, writing a few songs. We throw them on SoundCloud, and a couple of people listen to them. Right. Your daughter's been on NPR, uh, KCRW, like people flipping out about it. And and, if, and, and it's like legit. This is this is happening right now. Yeah. So as a, as a parent, how does that feel? Like, you know, the things that they actually wanted to do, I mean, your daughter's getting ready. You know, she's going to be going on tour. Phineas is you know, possibly we're going to be listening to songs of his on kiss fm like i know the dude that wrote that like that's the road he's going down so yeah in this case how do, i mean how does that feel well it's just thrilling really to see your kids get to do what they love and have people you know love it back and help them and you know they have how do you maintain team. them though from i mean it's all it's like you guys are literally getting into the like i feel like you're all in like you know when you see the dudes getting the space shuttle and like they're all putting those and you're like whoa dude they're getting in that thing but you're getting in like the the entertainment rocket ship and mm. you got I mean and you're going with them I know yeah. that when they just she's went up 14 to San, I have to go yeah. yeah you went up to San Francisco I think yeah. they did some shows and you're on the road with them yeah. I love that um with that said how how is it feeling right now as you guys get into this this blast off mode uh, for their career I mean you're right there you know I think it's like everything in the entertainment industry you know there's the really shocking parts where you like find yourself like oh being introduced to Jimmy Iovine yeah. at you know yeah. at Apple Music or something and it's like holy cow yeah. you yeah. know and and you're meeting amazing artists you know and and you're having these meetings and people talking really seriously about all these things in your career and it's mind blowing but then our life is so normal and once again because my kids don't aren't at school when they're not at their writing session or their recording session which by the way 
way, a lot of them take place in the bedroom because mm-hmm. Phineas has this tiny little bedroom and that's where he produces everything. <laughs> you know, so a lot of them are happening right there at home. And even if they're happening out, they come home and they're home. You know, and they have choir and they have friends and they have these super normal lives. You know, my daughter and I meditate every day, you know. So we have this, we have a little house, you know, like Parenting 101, don't buy a big house. Keep your house small. Keep your kids close, yeah. you know. So their life is super normal with these kind of amazing things happening. With so it sounds like a yeah. great grounding force. Yeah. So as I mean, they're kind of like going out into what can be absolutely, you know, chaos, unpredictable in the entertainment industry, they have this anchor back to this really beautiful normal, space. simple yeah. life, yeah. you know. And it, it goes back to that one person that said to you, how will they deal with it if they go into the world and have a, a bad job they don't like? <laughs> Man, after everything you just described right there, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. I think they Turns might out have, the exact opposite. Yeah, I got a feeling they might not have the bad job and, and yeah. settle for that. They might not settle for that, which I think, you know, a lot of us, and I always say, don't feel bad because I know as a dad right now, I, I, a lot of the things you just said right now, um, you think about the the choices that you've made for your own kids and or the choices you've made for yourself and that's the best thing about parenting and and Naya you taught me this it's never too late to change the plan absolutely you know my daughter and I had a conversation the other day she's like you know you were telling everyone that we were gonna I forgot like move here or move there and I go because that was a real idea that we were talking about and she's like but we tell people we might do those things I go yeah and I go we decided it wasn't the best thing like as a family right we decided like you know what right now we're not going to do that and and I go and that's okay and I'm not going to feel bad because we have ideas I just that's don't right. want to follow this thing and like you said even with parenting is that there's these opportunities that you can always shift gears and do it a different way. Yeah. I got to ask you this for, for the parents that are like, wow, okay, I have a total different idea now of homeschooling. Yeah. I want to I want to get involved. Where do you start? Yeah, where you're you start in, to look? You're in Chicago. You're in you're in Santa Cruz. You're in San Jose, Phoenix. Uh, you know Boston, or you know even a small maybe LaSalle, Illinois. Like, okay, I want to do this. Where do you even start to try to find your people to to go down this road? Well, we have this really interesting thing in the homeschooling world. It's called the internet. <laughs> No, like seriously, nowadays, it's not that hard to find people. But, you know, you're saying these communities, communities are out there, you know, you put out on social media, who knows somebody who homeschools, you know, and and start just ask somebody what they do, get to know a bunch of people, there are a million ways to homeschools. So homeschool, somebody said to my daughter recently, um, you know, where do you where do you what school do you go to to homeschool? She's like, "Uh, what? (laughs) Like, there's a lot of misconceptions about homeschooling. And there are there are resource centers, there are park days, there are every possible version. There are people who travel all over the world. You know, there's there's podcasts of people who, um, I, uh, you know, Miro uh, travels with Miro or something. I'll, I'll get you the name. You know, she just world schools. She travels with her mm. kids. So there's every possible way. So I would spend some time deprogramming a little bit, you know, spend yourself some, first, which we talk about all the time as parents, that it always sure. starts with our own programming first and get becoming aware of that and then starting to deprogram so that we're, I think, freer. We're looking yeah. through a different lens. We just start children. opening your eyes to the opportunities the universe might be presenting that you don't sometimes see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and just yeah. start asking people questions and start seeing what other people are doing around you. What are the options in your area? You know, you can do that with social media and, and, and just word of mouth. Go to a park 
day near you. Find one other person. We had a, like a small group of people who got together once a week when our kids were little. There are homeschool conferences. Those can, those can be tremendously helpful. You know, if you are a, you know, depending on your philosophy, there there are, you know, there are secular conferences. There are Christian conferences. Every kind of possible option. A lot of opportunities. You know, find a conference. Find an email list. Get on it. Just start exploring it without any pressure. A lot of people start and they're like, Come September 1st, you know, we are homeschooling. It's right. like, you know, just chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, chill, relax, learn about it, start to see what your kids need, and then you'll find it. And every, just like anything in parenting, it constantly changes. Like, this year, this works for us. This year, we got to change it up a little bit. Oh, my kid needs a little more structure. Oh, they need a little more freedom. Oh, they want to learn yes, about this. Growth means change. Change. We can't have anything that's static. And I think that whole idea of like, what if I make a mistake? Like, if you if you get there and it's like, oh, this isn't working or this isn't what I thought it would be, then you look at what the thing that might be more right for you would be, and you do that. It's a yeah. beautiful thing that we have, you know, the ability to choose and to to create uh, yeah. create our life. Just start, try to stay tuned in with your kid and what they need and how their needs are changing, and not get too married to any previously conceived idea about how life has to look. And that's hard. I know right now when you say that, it makes me, that's probably the hardest thing for me to do, not being married to all of the other ideas and baggage I brought along to the party. Or limited by them. Limited I'm li- by yeah. them, yeah. Uh, I just you almost said, I'm limited. I'm uh, <laughs> before you leave, I got to talk about this because I want everyone to watch this. I want everyone to sit down and watch. Uh, you are uh, you wrote and you starred with your son uh, in a movie, uh, and it's called Life Inside Out. And you gave me the DVD uh, when I first met you, and I'm going to be totally... Um, transparent with you when you gave it to me i'm like oh god you know this you gotta watch yeah (laughs) yeah you know someone gives you the movie you're like oh god how good good could this be and i didn't watch it for a while and and then i'd see you and i'm like oh god i gotta watch the movie because i gotta talk to her about it and then i finally sat down and i watched the movie and it was epic (laughs) so good oh i can't wait oh my god how do i find this how how do how do i get to watch it the the thing is is that Every, like I don't, I'm not going to even give away the movie. But what I will say is this: everything we just talked about is is in this movie, and uh, you're a great actress, first oh, of all. Thank and you. your son, man, he's he so crushed good. it. <laughs> is he going to pursue that? Well, he's had some good opportunities, you know. But his music thing takes precedence. Oh my for him. gosh! With all that said, uh, how can our listeners check Life Inside Out? And I know because I remember following you on Facebook. It was in all of the. Um, film festivals and, and you won awards and everything. Can you kind of let everyone work at Yeah, well, is you it? could start with lifeinsideoutthemovie.com, okay. but it's pretty much everywhere. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Okay, you know, great. it's, oh, it's uh, even on Netflix if you get the DVDs. Um, you can buy it on Where Amazon. Where can I stream it right now? Yeah. Amazon. Just go to Amazon. Amazon. Awesome. iTunes. Okay. It's pretty okay. much everywhere. Great. Uh, Life Inside Out. Life Inside Out. Great movie. Family movie, It's actually. a full family movie. <laughs> It was. And I, the great thing about doing that was like little kids loved it, adults cried, dads I cried. cried. <laughs> oh my oh, God, I can't I wait. I cried. I love crying. You know, I love, if anyone listens yeah. to this show knows I cry all the time. I I've cried during this for show days. for a second. Yeah. You <laughs> cried for four days. You cried today. I feel bad. I didn't make you cry today. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. You were almost okay. crying when I was giving you your coffee, I thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I was cracked open this weekend. Let yeah. me tell you, it's a beautiful thing. I highly recommend, you know, look into Michael Mead, look into, you know, going to a retreat, doing something like that for yourself. We get so caught up in, in day-to-day life. I love and that you did that because the people listening, you. like you're actually out there doing those things. 
Well, like, I think not it's just talking I think about it's, it. Yeah, because I think it's important. We're not. I mean, until my last breath, it's like we're we are students of life, and I think that that doesn't mean just paying lip service to it. It means, you know, really making the most of every day and being able to lay your head in the pillow and say, you know, I really did my best to like learn something new, make a mistake, be kind to myself, be kind to somebody else, figure out something I didn't know when I woke up this morning. It's like, what else is the point? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. On that, I want to thank Maggie Baird for being a part of our show. Check out her film for sure. You can go to Amazon. You can go to iTunes. Once again, the name of the film, Life Inside Out. We talked about homeschooling. Hey, any questions you guys got about homeschooling, you can send them to us, and then we'll forward it on to Maggie. Forward to, yeah, we'll forward it to Maggie. We'll forward it to Maggie because <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to answer them. Um, and that is radparenting at gmail.com. And keep the ideas coming. Keep the ideas them. coming. And um, I learned that um, I'm going to take a gap year. I'm going to talk to my wife, Karen, about that <laughs> I, tonight. Will you Please text me um, after you have yeah, that conversation because yeah, you know I am you know what I, cheering you on. I married the right person because Karen would be like, I want to do a gap year too. And then the kids <laughs> would wake up, where's mom and dad? And we'd leave a little note, gap year, that's all. Love gap that. year. Just gap year and a credit card. <laughs> Go and enjoy, guys, because mom and dad are gone. With all of that said, keep the emails coming, radparenting at gmail.com. And if you live in Northern California and you would like to come see me be funny, I will be at the Improv in San Jose, October 6th, 7th, and 8th with Maz Jobrani. Remember when Ooh, Maz? Yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. So you me. should go back. The, our listeners should go back. Check out the, the episode with Maz and then go see you up in NorCal. There you go. And uh, you can check that out uh, once again at the Improv San Jose. Come and see because I know we have listeners in Northern California. Maggie, thank you so much. Yeah, and my yeah. kid's name because I'm a mom. Go. My son's Phineas. His band's The Slightly's. My daughter's Billie Eilish. And where can they check out all the music? Uh, SoundCloud. Start with SoundCloud. Okay. Billie Eilish, Phineas, The Slightly. How do we spell Eilish? YouTube. E-I-L-I-S-H. Billie Eilish. Yeah, because I got a feeling some of our listeners might go into Billy Idol, and then they're like, whoa, that's not, that's not. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, there you go, there you go. All right, thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you all next week. My name is Joe Sip. And Anaya Bogue. Late! Late.